Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, your host. And I've had 11 requests for answers or just input. And we're about to go into that. I'm not on the deed of the house. I have been living in, oh, I'm not, I'm not on the deed of the house I've been living in for the past 15 years. Now, you know, I'm going rogue and this is just me authentically speaking. And, um, it comes on the heels of being trained in conflict resolution, hostage and crisis negotiations, and really applying it in court systems and in individual independent businesses and in private practice. So, I just inserted that in the middle, but I'm not on the deed of the house I'm, I've been living in for the past 15 years because my husband says he's afraid I'm going to divorce him. And so if he adds my name to the deed, then that becomes a problem. What should I do? You know, I have all these um, questions lined up and coming to me and I'm thinking, man, my heart, my heart feels it. Um, with every question, my heart feels it in so many different ways and my mind starts shooting in different directions. So let me see if I can lasso a few thoughts. My first thought is, wow, 15 years, 15 years you've invested, you've put in, you, does he know that? Does he know that the commitment that you've given by 15 years, completely, fully leaning in and trusting him, trusting him that he wouldn't divorce you and take it, take everything. Um, you might be living in a community property state. Uh, if you do, then that means that everything is split and he doesn't really have a say whether or not you're on the house. Now he can go get an attorney. They can say, well, she's not on the house. I've also seen situations where she wasn't on the house, but we found out that her father is the one who gave them the money for the down. So she ended up you know, fighting back and she ended up getting the house. Those are a few random thoughts that are going through my head. But at the core of it, it sounds like something's bothering you after 15 years. And I don't know if it's been bothering you all along or not, but it's been, bo it sounds like it's bothering you enough to ask something's sitting unsteady. What is sitting unsteady? Have you been asking him for 15 years? to get on the deed? Have you been saying, hey, we share everything, how come? Um, did you uh, open your eyes one day and go, wait a minute, this isn't right, which is what we do. This is the thing is that we evolve as humans. We evolve as people. We evolve in our independence, our um, individualism, our humanity, our wisdom, our understanding, our judgment, our lack of judgment, our relationships, we evolve in all things. And maybe finally, after 15 years, you're looking and going, huh, wait a minute, this doesn't seem particularly right. So you may be asking. On the other hand, I'm thinking, ooh, your husband, I don't know how you got to hit to the point where he told you that, but wow, what a moment, what a moment of vulnerability, openness, I don't know if it was vulnerability. Maybe he said it lashing out. I don't know. But the way it's written, I'm just taking it the way in my head. So in my head, I'm feeling like this has been in place as long as you've been married and you've been okay with it. And suddenly you're asking, 
and he's telling you why. So in that moment, I'm looking at it going, wow, what a true moment for your relationship. And it's not meaning that now all things can be fixed because we don't know what needs to be fixed, but it is your moment to go, I'm coming to the table with something that's on my heart. He's coming to the table with something that's on his heart. So what do we do with that? Well, one, you've been leaning in the whole time and trusting him. That should stand for something. That should be said. That should be voiced gently, kindly, truthfully. On the other hand, he still gets to choose whether he's going to or not going to. You could always say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make this legal. You can open that up that Pandora's box. But at the end of the day, I'm wondering, what's it worth? What's it worth? Is it more valuable than the relationship? Is the fact that your name is on that paper something that builds your credit? Is it something that you're going to want and need at some point where it's on your credit? Has it been being reported? There are a lot of factors before you get down to this question and answering it that maybe you can have a conversation about beforehand because those are equally as relevant. How you got to this point is relevant. All those thoughts, who are the people, the voices you're listening to that's making you suddenly question this? Are, are they credible or are they retaliatory? Are they saying, girl, you need to have your name on that. He shouldn't be getting that. Uh, you're just as entitled to it. All true points, but is it relevant to your relationship? Those are the questions that I would be asking. But more importantly, I would have a deeper conversation about what does it mean? So for him, what does it mean? You're afraid I will divorce you. What have you been thinking all this time? What is a good amount of time to prove that I'm here, that I'm in it? What's to say that we won't divorce? Can you guys openly admit that maybe there's a chance that you will? There is a chance that we can. So what do we do about that? How do we feel about that? And what happens if we don't? What does this say about us if we don't put us both on there equally? Is it something that is important to us financially, individually, and collectively? Is it something that, is there a reason that he's wanted it besides that? Maybe it's not just divorce. Maybe it is a um, a, a way he feels like he brings value. Maybe it's a way that... Um, he feels like you need him. All of those, even if they're true, the empowerment movement would say boo and no, that's not good. But that's not what's important. What's important is the conversation. So say that those are true. Then it's like, well, what is that need? What, what is it that makes you feel needed? Because maybe it's not that document that piece of paper with just his name on it. Maybe it is, um, the fact that you, when you're in your intimate moments that you seem and you act in a way that makes him feel like he's wanted, that he's needed. Maybe it is the fact that he feels like this is his way to provide. 
Another part of your conversation could also lead to what happens if you die? This goes into probate. Um, does it or doesn't it? Do you have a, a living will? Do you have, are we in a trust? Is our name, our names in the trust? Is the house in a trust? Those are all so relevant before we ask and answer the question of, I haven't been on the deed and should I, and what should I do about it? I think that a deeper dive into the more important parts of the conversation can bring a, it's going to bond you differently. It's going to allow people to have mm, a heart conversation. It's going to allow people to think of other ways to look at the situation instead of just a black and white. I'm not on, my name's not on there and therefore it needs to be, or it doesn't need to be, or I'm not going to do it. It allows a de- that deeper conversation will allow you to explore. If you hold your um, judgment, reserve it out and just take it in. A way to help you take it in is maybe to make notes while you're talking just, and you can say, I'm just trying to keep track of all the things that matter to us that are important to us so that we can look at it together on this single paper. And let's look at what's important to this, keeping this relationship whole, healthy, loving, and kind. Anyway, so those are just some random thoughts that I'm thinking to share with you and for you to apply in the, in the best way that you know how. If you ever have a question, just ask.